The Oddfather Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. G'day, Pete. It's good to be with you once more. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here and looking forward to sharing this one with you because uh, this is going to get fairly deep. And I, I, I found a magazine that I've been enjoying called New Philosopher Magazine, um, which is so not me, if anybody knows me. Um, but I found this little article in it from a guy called Stephen Law. It was called Cast Iron Uncertainty. And in it, he's... And this, just let me read to you just one paragraph sure, from it, yeah. all right? Because I want to, I'm going to throw this at you and let's just see how you go. Our craving for certainty can make us vulnerable to manipulation and even brainwashing. As scientist Kathleen Taylor points out, cults typically exploit the discomfort we feel when we experience uncertainty by providing a simple set of certainties that cover and explain everything and constantly reminding us of the chaos and uncertainties that we li- that lie outside political and religious cultists can make their belief system increasingly attractive and increasingly difficult to leave so not knowing leaves you open to becoming a cultist what do you what do you think i've seen it happen um, says the man who runs a church. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in some ways it's important, I think, for people who uh, are in my position yeah. to recognise um, that sort of behaviour mm. um, because it is tempting to do that. I mean, we, we want people to ascribe to the, the values and the teachings of our particular tribe. And it takes, I think... A great deal of restraint mm. to avoid um, locking people in or getting people involved or, or getting a, a buy-in, if you like, by presenting them with certainties. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I think, you know, I, I am particularly aware of um, uh, trying not to do that. Mm. Uh, do you find yourself wanting to be certain? I mean, if you're when you're sitting there in your in your study, looking out over the garden, chewing on your pencil, working out what the sermon is going to be about, do you find yourself wanting to have certainty in what you're about to say? I think you, yes. Oh, good. That's <laughs> it's kind of nice to but know. I, I I would probably think of it more as I don't want to be wrong. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to preach something that's false. And I don't right. want to lead people into false hope mm-hmm. or, or false expectations or, or anything like that. But having said that, mm. I can tell you right now that what I know and what I believe and what I preach now is way different than it was 23 years ago when I started. So were you wrong 23 years ago? In a, a lot of times, I'd say yes. Or uninformed. Yeah. Perhaps not completely wrong. But certainly not completely right, mm. and certainly not 
as fully able to explain mm. some things. Mm. I, I would have said that my preaching was probably more surface mm -hmm. level. I, I did not um, think as deeply, uh, know as much uncertainty. It's interesting that knowing more uncertainty, actually, I have found helpful. To know that there are different right. opinions about yeah. uh, passages of scripture, mm -hmm. um, yeah, there are some passages like uh, there's the story of David, David and Goliath is a yeah. classic story. Right. But I have heard so many different people, and I have myself preached so many different messages from that that explore a complexity, which I know initially when I first heard the story of mm. David and Goliath would have confused the heck out of me. Mm. Um, but the fact that there is so much unknown mm. when you delve into something and the fact that you can't know everything and, yeah. and, and that yeah. there's always more to discover, I actually find really, really exciting. Yeah. So, but scary at first, I think. Oh, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. It's still scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, in a good way. Happy yeah. scared. Yeah. And, and I guess that, that wanting to know, I mean, I, I want to, at some stage to talk with you more here about why we come to church. But I think a lot of people are coming to church looking for answers. And I mm. think there's, if no matter what role you have in the church, if you are somebody who is in the church, and I put that in quotation marks, then you are expected to have answers. And people come to you for answers. And we hold the Bible up as a book full of answers. But it's a book full of answers, yeah. But <laughs> you could answer so many things. We don't know where they are. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a long, long process to, to, to find yeah. out what those answers mean yeah. to you. Um, and, and I guess it would be, and this, this is the problem, I guess, where the cult comes in. It's easy to say, this is what this means. You've got to believe it. Can you see how that's going to help you in your situation right now? And people go, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. I trust you. And therefore, you, you, you're on this treadmill of having to be constantly right and being trustworthy and believable and correct. And that's just not possible with the Bible. No. Well, in fact, I, I, that's an interesting point because I think one of the first things that cults and cultish organizations do especially around the christian faith mm. is to convince you that the bible is all you need to know about god mm. um, but the bible itself tells us it's incomplete yeah i mean there are numerous passages in the old testament which talk about things that are written that aren't in the bible yeah um, even the laws that are given are, are incomplete mm. uh, and the, the jews themselves actually wrote extra texts to cover those things and uh you know even the new testament i think it's mark who talks about you know if, if i wrote down everything i had i'd be here forever yeah yeah um yeah. so the, the, it's not meant <clears throat> as a a sealed unit to once we've divulged all the secrets that we can extract from the bible yeah then we'll know everything we'll know, and yeah, we'll be yeah. certain in our faith and nothing mm. can shake us i think the other thing too that cults do is um, and you often, and we actually have. I have seen this in churches. So it's not just cults, but some of the churches of big denominations even will do this: is to cut you off from your friends. Often it will be like, mm -hmm. if you're not coming to this church with this group and being at this time, then you need to question yourself. You need to take a good, long, hard look at yourself. Whereas a healthy church is one that says we all want to be together here on Sunday, for example, or at our home groups or whatever, so that we can go out into the world and experience. God's message out there as well and mm. bring it all back in together and share that together. It's it's a constantly going out and coming in rather than a constant being cut off and blocked out. Yes. And mm. I, I think it's interesting. This is one of those things that it's 
we're called to do, and I'm, I'm sure we'll cover this sort of thing in another podcast, but mm. the, the whole idea of actually thinking of other churches mm. in a favorable light yeah. is something which is really important to do. As mates, uh, yeah, brothers and sisters, um, and yeah, and yeah. if people like <clears throat> another church better than yours, yeah, then you should recommend that church to them because yeah. it's not about what people are learning in your church. It's not about the doctrine that you're teaching, the scriptures that you're using, the how you do that, communion, yeah, how, how you, you pray, how you don't do communion, what you're seeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if people there's a spark and, and they become part of your community. I yeah. think that's far more important. If they feel more community somewhere else, then you should encourage that community. Mm. Because funnily enough, there are other churches out there, you know, besides my own, which aren't bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to admit that. In fact, there are probably some that are better than mine. There <laughs> I, I said it. I think what, what struck me too about this quote from Stephen Law, um, by providing a simple set of certainties that cover and explain everything and constantly reminding us of the chaos and uncertainties that lie outside political, religious and, uh, political and religious cultists can make their belief systems increasingly attractive. The thing that really struck me as I was reading that, and we've talked about it in relationship to churches, but if you think about that in relation to, for example, Donald Trump and how he works... And the fact that if you disagree with me, it simply accentuates the fact that you're not in the group. Yes. And that is what a cult does. And it's really hard. So um, how do you break the cult? Well, I've seen this in the movies. You have an intervention. (laughs) Um, I think it's a question of changing values. People value answers more than they do questions. Okay. And I think that that's... And that's finding the certainty, isn't it? Trying to find the answer. answer. Is give you an end point. Yeah, they give you a stop, if you like. Mm -hmm. Whereas questions leave you with a journey to go on. Right. And I think if you can change people's attitudes to go on a journey rather than to achieve arriving at the station, if you want to use a transport example, then I think that's um, that's the important thing. Um, Right. Because. It's all about the journey. I mean, right. you know, scripturally speaking, mm. if, you, if you think about it, the Bible taught is all a journey. Um, I like the way the, the Bible project talks about it. It's a unified story that leads to Jesus. Yeah. And it's yeah. leading. It, it, it doesn't say it's led us to Jesus. It mm. leads mm. everybody there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important. So a cult is a full stop. Mm. Faith is a journey. That's very good. You should oh. write a book on that. that. That is very good. I think that well, that's, well I, I, it's it's it, that's a really important place to go because I know both of us have received uh, comment from this podcast. That what are you saying? What did you what do you mean? And and the fact is, it's we we don't have the answers. No. We're not going to have the answers. What we I think we both share in common is the joy of being on this journey together. Yes. We'll find little answers along the way, and sometimes we'll go, oh, that there's a bit of light. But it's about that faith journey, not finding a place to stop. Yeah. I discovered something really interesting today. Mm. Something cool. Have you ever heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect? <laughs> you got that grin on oh, your I, face. That's I love this well, because I believe okay. this is what cults feed into. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Hit me with it. It occurs when a person's lack of knowledge and skills in a certain area cause them to overestimate their own competence. 
<laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's that's what the certainty of cultism and answers to questions do. People fixate on something mm. and they limit their competence to the belief in that answer. And they will spout <clears throat> that answer right, to people right. as though they're an expert in the field. Well, they, mm. They've only discovered this one answer. So that one answer puts yeah. a box around everything else. Yeah. yeah. And they will, they will, with all the passion in the world, sort of let you know that they have the secrets to the universe and you better listen to them mm. because they have the answers. Mm. And, uh, and I, I love that because you see that so often. People... Mm. People get one small fact that excites them, and I, I, I like that part of it. I mean, I get excited about finding answers to things. Mm. But they stop there and build a kingdom or a castle or a, or a, or a pulpit. That, that's the foundation. On it, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. their sole foundation, and yeah. I, think, I think that's, that's a that's wonderful brilliant. idea. All right, so yeah. what, what's the effect? The, the Dunning-Kruger effect. All right, so, so avoid the Dunning-Kruger effect. Can we live in a journey rather than in a cultish effect? That's a good question. Mm. And the answer is a resounding yes. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.